0: On this week's episode of the Weld.com podcast, Paul and Mr. Saw Bladehead are talking to Paul about how he got involved with Weld.com, what he's done throughout the years in the industry, and the guys are taking over the channel this week. So let's get into it.
1: Hey this is Mr. Salt Bladehead. I am with Paul. We're in the Weld.com lab. And we're getting a lot of viewers wanting to know about this guy. What is and he doing here? So, I want to know.
0: And I'm sure they want to know about you, too, as well. Eh, well, we we'll to be yeah. you know later. We'll, but, we'll get there, yeah. yeah. But,
1: hey, how did you even get started? Everyone always has that story, <laughs>
0: story. I got started right out of high school. And I uh, worked at the shipyard. And a cousin of mine influenced me to going into the, the shipyard. Okay. So, that's how I got my start. And then excelled from there. Went into the, uh, the boiler makers out of here in Tampa and uh, did their program and and really liked it and excelled in it So and exceeded in it so that's kind of why I stuck with it and um, you know the rewards are really good and I I kind of like the work you know the trade because the trade's not going anywhere. Yeah that's that for sure. What was more challenging the shipyard or going into the Boilermakers? Well it was both because the ship the boilermakers were in the shipyard okay and out but, in the field too doing the power plant work and i didn't want to stay in the shipyard i wanted to go out in the power plant work and uh do that kind of industry so my dad had had done all that stuff and i know
1: hearing the stories uh, that was oh, much yeah. harder in the, in the boilermakers than it was for him in the shipyards
0: and he's but i guess everybody has their own right you know it has, yeah. right, has their own task yeah has their own task at hand to do as, as far as like trade goes so okay. that's kind of so how long were you uh, in that particular job well I've been doing bullet well make work all my life I mean in that location for from- oh no no I've, I've been all over the United States okay and out of the country doing it so how did you how did you get to be the travel aspect
1: because a lot of times people are they get to a job and you know that that right. is the job in one location and um, and then there's other people that like yourself or any people they actually love to do the travel how does right. the traveling
0: aspect to look to, to, hey I'm gonna go to this city then I'm gonna go over here and I'm gonna how does that aspect work what it did is um, the industry got slow down here and there wasn't enough to, to employ everybody okay. so they, they had I had an option to be a traveler mm-hmm. so that's what I did okay so I traveled all over the world or United States you know through the boilermakers. And um, then I finally took a withdrawal and got out of it because they couldn't keep me busy. So I just went uh, non-union okay. and started doing the traveling thing with all kinds of different contractors. So I've, I've done a lot of different special projects and some of them were fun. Some of them were kind of, you know, prototype stuff that, you know, you. you it's neat because... You see it from, from dirt, and then you, then you build the thing and then run So Anything more memorable that, that's really kind of impacted your life at all? I mean, it, it impacted me, of course. You know, um, Traveling, you made better money, and you got per diem and things like that. So that's kind of why I stuck with that. And You didn't have a permanent job, which I really didn't want a permanent job. Raising a family, I wanted to be more with my family, so I'd go out for 6, 8, 10 weeks. And I uh, worked seven days a week, 12 hours a day, and then take the money home and have a couple, have a couple weeks off before I went back to work, you know. Yeah. So, so how would you get started? I um, got started uh, kind of by, I would say
1: kind of by accident. I was an artist, professional artist since right. I was six. I was drawing caricatures and doing watercolor and murals. And uh, my dad was a welder. Uh, and I would always hang out with him in the garage and loved all the sparks and the smells and stuff like that. And I would, just, he, would just, he would just give me a little stick welder and he would get some pipe and I would just weld and loved right. cutting the slag off. And you know I, I right. that's, you know, did that stuff for years and didn't really get involved with really kind of doing that as a career. Um, until I got in the music, drawing stage design, giving him the design. Right. Dad, and you build this? And he just got tired of it. Like you said, working right. 10, 12 hours, and he's right. like, I don't want to build this. And he's like, right. you know. I I'll teach you how to do it. Exactly what he did. Yeah. He taught me how to weld, and he would sit there, and he would um you know drink 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 his beer and be watching me right. weld and he would constantly screw with me he would go over and turn the gas off or he would turn the machine right. up and down and i would weld and i like wonder what's going on why this it stick, stick or all of a sudden it starts sputtering or i'm getting porosity and stuff like that and he's just over there just sitting up with this beer just drinking <laughs> gotta know how the welder works and then just and i would right. i would just get you know i would get pissed and um but he did that with my, my brother and both, and it, it, it taught you how to know what's right. going on with the machine. Why is it doing this? Obviously, if it is doing that, what's, what's going on? You, you know right. the deal. And oh, then, yeah, and then, um, no. yeah, and then just got, got, it, got into a career by accident because I just was building stuff for myself. And then people were like, well, that's really cool. And All I right. started doing drum, drum sculptures and mic stands and then realized that you know, musicians are broke. like my, <laughs> you know? and, uh, and I got into furniture because I was building stuff for my brother for his house. And I really like that aspect and doing cool stuff for people. You know, finding out their personality, doing steampunk, gearhead, modern contemporary, hand sculpted, doing all that stuff, and doing just cool stuff that people yeah. would never normally you do. You have for done their house. some really cool stuff. Yeah, and that's and really that's, cool stuff. Yeah, and that's you know functional art is what I call right. it because I never got into. I did. I tried doing. I did the pipe test and stuff like that. I never saw myself just like I don't. Have the passion for that? This I you know right. I did it. Yeah, it's good. I don't I don't want to go into that career. Right. Um, and I got took the art and everything else and kind of welded both it together. Not normally that's what I wanted to right. do. It was all by accident. Right. So that's good that and, it uh, worked out though. But that's yeah. but that's uh, like with uh, the different careers because all this as as you and I were growing up, yeah. you know we didn't have all these options like with with all the YouTube and all the different varieties, oh, there's, there's underwater, right. oh, there's nuclear, oh, hey, there's, you know, you can go to the right, AVA, there's all these cool industries. School, industries yeah. that And that's that's one, that's one reason why we got, yourself and myself, right. and we're getting new co-hosts, is for, that, for that fact is to showcase all these different type of industries, industries in, and welding. in welding yeah. that you can have a career in. And that they also show you that, hey, you know, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that, that's pretty interesting, that's pretty cool. Right. And even with the, like the, the basic skills that I had, if I had to do something like structural or something like that, at least I had the basic skills to know. Okay, I know that I need to do this or this and this. Hey, let me call my buddy Paul up. I know he's done this. Right. I need some help with it, so we can call up people, people right. like yourself to you know help me out with doing another project, and I, maybe I get the bug to do that, or maybe. I, I work on a job with you as an apprentice or a fitter, right. and then we. Oh, that's that's that was pretty fun. I like that. Oh, hey, the knowledge. Paul, yeah, and then yeah. Paul said, "Hey, Sean, we got a job over here." I was like, "All right, that sounds pretty cool." Mm-hmm. And that can happen to a lot of people is just by going from one thing that you kind of like. Oh, right. okay. Well, I have the skills for this. Maybe oh, over here, this is this is kind of cool. One, yeah, yeah. Try something now, different. What? Uh, you've done some other industries of welding other than, other than that. How? How did that? Journey take you going from you did all this you traveled you, you
0: not, didn't want to travel but then another industry opened up how did that happen and what was it well it, here at well dot com I've never did anything in front of a, a camera or anything and it's very interesting and challenging mm-hmm. at the same time because I've never done it mm-hmm. so it's fun and um, you know got to meet a lot of a lot of nice neat people you know and plus I'm meeting a lot more people just in different aspects of the industry just yeah. like yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and all the other co-hosts we're bringing in. So it's 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 fun, and it's different. You know, I'm not I'm not traveling, which is which is fine with me, and um, I don't have the stress of worrying about if I got a job or not. So, <laughs> yeah, yep. So so what, what's uh, what's is there anything
1: on the agenda? project-wise that you was like, you know, I've been putting this off for a while, but really kind of wanting to do it, and whether it's on the goal or a goal to be set, like whether it's, you know, building a race
0: car or doing whatever, is there anything on the project goal line that you want to do? <laughs> um, I, I would like to get into chassis building, yeah, and I, I got some people in the pipeline that I know that, that do it for a living and um, that do very well at it and have fun doing it because it's something that you like to do, so I'm kind of swerving that way, and um, I'm big into antique classic car stuff, so. I used to drag race cool yeah you used to direct it right yeah, yeah. oh yeah right. well i got a car now but you know I'm, I'm trying to get it going all right so we'll see what happens here in the future okay the freedom drive push pull system eliminates the need for the standard bulky
1: push pull and spool mig torches giving you a flexible alternative for welding in push pull applications we put our high quality lightweight at and wt mig torches on the front end to make getting comfortable on the job easier than ever Free yourself from the ordinary. Free yourself with Freedom Drive from Abacor Benzol. So maybe we can get sponsorship from Bill.com to some So give me, a, give me a little bit more detail on what maybe been the most exciting or obscure, difficult, a
0: project that really kind of you know stood out in your mind that you've done in the past. I've done a lot of projects. But I guess the the, the Tico gasifier was one, one of the most Funnest ones I've been on. What is that? I'm I'm not sure about the process, but they take coal and they pressurize it to make the energy somehow and get the the molecules or something out of the coal. I'm not sure about the process, but it was it was a prototype deal, and it was uh, it was very interesting because they're, they're trying to get. We built the plant from ground up. Then they were trying to get the plant to run, and had a very had. A, a lot of problems with it, trying to get it to run. So we kind of rebuilt rebuilt the plant as we as we went to get it running. So it was an ongoing project that was pretty neat because you never knew what you were going to do when you were going to come in, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So that was that was probably my most challenging, funnest jobs. How long was that deal? It was probably about two and a half years. Wow. That's what I'm saying, it, it lasted for a while. So plus I was home, mm-hmm. you know, working from home was like a plus especially being a roadie, you know, <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> you know? I, I, I know exactly. Yeah. You know, so that was probably most challenging. How about yourself? Most challenging, um,
1: I would probably say, uh, I, the, the, my life tree is is, synony- that, is, is, is synonymous, and the, the whole the whole story behind the life tree is that um, one of those things. Like I said before, I was even a welder; right. uh, I was an artist. And I was six. I saw the Kiss Destroyer album, and I'm like, "Oh my god, well, who's this?" And became an instant fan. And I was I would create stage designs, you know, right. for, you know, for Kiss. And what would my character be if I was a drummer? And then, and that's how I came up with a lot of my things in my my drum sculptures. My dad and I actually built uh, when I got into drumming and everything else. We actually bought uh, an RV, cut it in half, put a scissor lift on it, and actually made a rock and roll drum, uh, drum sculpture where it went up and, and right. spun, all, spun all around, had gas lines for fire, smoke, water, everything. Um, spent like 10 grand in two years building this thing. And this is back when MTV was out, when MTV was right. MTV. Real popular, um, yeah. Yeah, and I was a small hometown, we, never, we didn't have cable. Um, and at the time, we were getting ready to run the hydraulic lines, having a company do it. And uh, my friend's like, hey, did you see uh, Tommy Lee's drum kit? And I'm like, no, we don't have cable over here. You know? And uh, so he got a little VCR tape, sent it to me. And, and, uh, and I'm like, yeah, it's a spinning drum kit. But even though it didn't do what mine did, mine did yeah. a lot more. I'm like, back in that day, I was like, everyone's going to think I copied off of Tommy. And it's just like, right. it's like, what do we do? And that's, our, that's my dad and I's biggest regret. We not didn't run the lines and, and finish, finish it through uh, just because of that. But... That was uh, one of the builds that you know that, that really stuck out. But getting back to the life tree, the life tree was a design that I had when I was six and drew, drew this drum sculpture. Right. up. And for decades, it was always something in the back of my head like, you got to build something. And it was always kind of like that life tree. I'm like, I've never done sculpting before. I don't. I don't have an acetylene torch. I don't have. A, I don't have right. a, a forge. And that's really what. And I would never done that. But I kind of knew that. How am I going to hammer and mold all this steel? And uh, I just. I got a. One of those just, a, you know, bug of me, and finally I tried it with a mic stand, hammering different metals and, and sculpting it and everything else, and it came out pretty cool, and that goes back to that whole technique right. of not of, of bad welding, you know, doing, yeah. doing uh, bubble gum welds right. and, and all your porosity, all that texture stuff, um, and that's where that kind of came into effect as far as the texturing is concerned, and, and I did a mic stand, and that went um, to my old guitar player, which... Was the, which was Brian Heads from Corn, uh, huh. his guitar player. He had that for a, for a while when he was on solo. And uh, that's how I got started getting that connection for that. And then the Life Tree, I started just started doing the, uh, I did the cage because we were traveling so much. I did the top portion, hammering, doing all that metal, I've used that for five or seven years. And then uh, finally wanted to finish the full sculpture and literally did it out in the ba- uh, backyard on a two by four concrete slab, had a hose down the whole backyard not to yeah, cause cool. fire and um, fire, yeah. just literally hammering hammering everything and uh no forging no acetylene torches just literally cuts hammers welds right. and it took that took me a year to build that thing but that's like i said it was a process and after yeah. after i did all that now i realize you know i'm so much better at it that you know i look at it now i'm like oh man like man, looks like crap i can do much better <laughs> on that so but uh, there'll be another. That's one of my. i was uh, gonna say
0: so. There's another live tree in, oh, in yeah, the making. Oh yeah, 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 that's nice. Yeah. 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 So
1: it's like it's like, it's like when you see those things and it's like man, I can do so much better at it now, right. even with the right tools and obviously the right technique. Right. And now I uh, sooner or later I'll, I'll do another one, but you know I got other builds to do before that, so we
0: got plenty so in the we got line.
1: we got dragsters to build. We got dragsters yeah. and barbecues I'm, and all kind of stuff yeah. to build. I still I think we need to do a dragster weld.com dragster. <laughs> Maybe we can do a weld.com dragster barbecue grill. I don't know. Yeah, come up with something. Yeah, we'll figure something out. uh, Leave us some comments. uh, What do you What do you think, Paul and I should build? Yeah, Yeah. there you go. Figure it out. We got we got tons of videos coming. So we know the deal. Like, subscribe, hit the notification button. So when we do we do crazy stuff like this or any of our co-host, we'll let you know when those videos come on out. So once again, we appreciate it. We'll see you guys soon.